Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. In this podcast, we take a reading from Scripture each day. We look at the background material to that passage and also application for us. Once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Our reading today comes from the book of 1 Kings, chapter 16, verses 1 through 14. A lot has happened since the time of David. David has died. His son Solomon came to power. Solomon was known for his wisdom. Solomon built the temple of God, but Solomon also was led astray, his heart chased after foreign gods because of the wives that he married. Now, after Solomon's death, there was a lot of intrigue. During the time of Solomon, a fellow by the name of Jeroboam led a rebellion, and he was banished to Egypt. But now Jeroboam has returned from exile. Solomon is dead, and the kingdom is going to be divided. There was always this fault line, even in the time of David the ten northern tribes of Israel and the two southern tribes in Judah. David being a Judahite, there was always this uh, familial connection to uh, the southern tribes in Judah. And so there was this natural fault line that already existed, and now it is fully ruptured. And you have a kingdom to the north, which will be known as Israel, and sometimes it's called Samaria or Ephraim. And then you're going to have a kingdom to the south, which is called Judah, which will be based in Jerusalem. And so this is the situation on the ground in 1 Kings chapter 16. We're already about two generations since that split. So let's just think for a minute. In the north, you had Jeroboam who ruled. And Jeroboam did some evil things. Jeroboam told his people, he said, Listen, it's too much for you to travel to Jerusalem to worship the true God of Israel. I'm going to erect two golden calves, and we're going to have some high places for you to worship. And so Jeroboam introduces paganism into Israel's life of worship and cultic practice. So Jeroboam was an evil king who led his people astray. And Jeroboam, he, he died and his son Nadab took power. But Nadab only ruled about two years and was killed brutally by the fellow we're going to meet today in the narrative, Baasha. Baasha will kill the son of Jeroboam, Nadab, and take power and will establish his own family as the rulers of the north in Israel. So in today's reading, just to kind of lay the groundwork, Baasha is the king now. He is the king of the ten northern tribes. We have a split in the kingdom to the south is Judah. But in this reading, we're focusing on the north and the ten tribes to the north. Okay, So hopefully all that makes a little bit of sense and we're caught up in the narrative of where we are. So let's read these verses and talk about what we learn. Now I want to really back up. I know this is not part of the reading that's listed in the Westgate Bulletin. But I want to back up to verse 33 of chapter 15 to kind of set the stage uh, for the reading today. In the third year of Asa, king of Judah, Baasha, the son of Ahijah, began to reign over all Israel Israel at Tirzah, and he reigned 24 years. He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord and walked in the way of Jeroboam and his sin, which he made Israel to sin. So typical language here, the ascension language for the kings you'll find in the book of first kings you'll get when they rose to power basically who they come from their line they come from you'll get a a time time frame for their reign you'll get a spiritual evaluation of their reign also so you'll see this over and over again in the book of first kings now let's go to verse one of our reading today and the word of the lord came to jehu the son of hananiah against baasha saying since i exalted you out of the dust and made you leader over my people israel And you have walked in the way of Jeroboam, and have made my people Israel to sin, provoking me to anger with their sin. Behold, I will utterly sweep away Baasha and his house, 
and I will make your house like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat. Anyone belonging to Baasha who dies in the city, the dog shall eat. And anyone of his who dies in the field, the birds of the heaven shall eat. Now the rest of the acts of Baasha and what he did and his might, are they not written in the book of Chronicles of the kings of Israel? And Baasha slept with his fathers and was buried at Tirzah, and Elah his son reigned in his place. Moreover, the word of the Lord came by the prophet Jehu, the son of Hananiah, against Baasha and his house, both because of all the evil that he did in the sight of the Lord, provoking him to anger with the work of his hands, and being like the house of Jeroboam, and also because he destroyed it. In the twenty-sixth year of Asa, king of Judah, Elah the son of Baasha began to reign over Israel in Tirzah, and he reigned two years. But his servant Zimrah, commander of half his chariots, conspired against him. When he was at Tirzah, drinking himself drunk in the house of Arza, who was over the household in Tizra, Zimrah came in and struck him down and killed him. In the twenty-seventh year of Asa the king of Judah reigned in his place. When he began to reign, as soon as he had seated himself on his throne, he struck down all the house of Baasha. He did not leave him a single male of his relatives or his friends. The Zimrah destroyed all the house of Baasha according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke against Baasha by Jehu the prophet. For all the sins of Baasha and the sins of Elah his son, which they had sinned, in which they had made Israel to sin, provoking the Lord God of Israel to anger with their idols. Now the rest of the acts of Elah and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Israel? You're going to notice a trend here. You're going to notice instability, that this pagan idol worship brings instability to the kingdom. It brings bloodshed. So with paganism tracks along political instability, and it also brings violence. That's two things that track with pagan practices of worship. In this story, we have Jehu the prophet. We meet Jehu. The word of the Lord comes to Jehu, and Jehu prophesies against the house of Baasha. Now, what's the sin of Baasha? Well, the sin of Baasha is he uh, killed Nadab, first of all, and took power by force, by bloodshed. Secondly, he's a pagan. Uh, he is doing the same stuff Jeroboam did, leading Israel down the path of, of spiritual destruction. And so God judges him for this, and God sends Jehu and says, Listen, your household will be utterly destroyed. Now, for an Israelite to not be buried properly was just an ultimate offense. The Israelites were really big about, and God's people have always been this way, even the Christian community about giving people a proper burial. And so for your body to be left out for the animals to devour is, is utter desolation. And so we see that Baasha dies, and his son Elah comes to power, and Elah is just as bad as his father. And after two years of reign, Elah is killed brutally by his servant Zimrah. Zimrah is one of his trusted servants. Zimrah waits till Elah is drunk, and he attacks him and kills him. And then Zimrah kills all the house of Elah. And so now we have this prophecy come true. What Jehu said comes to fulfillment in what Zimrah did. Zimrah cuts off the house of Baasha and Elah. He kills all of them. So the reign of that dynasty does not last very long. It's only about 26 years. And they are utterly cut off. And there is some irony here that when we go back and look at that Nadab, the son of Jeroboam, only ruled two years and was killed brutally by Baasha. 
And now we have the family. The son of Baasha rules two years and is killed brutally by Zimrah. But what I want you to see is this endless cycle of violence and reciprocity. This is what paganism brings to a culture. It brings violence. It brings bloodshed. It brings instability. God's people, you can read this in the Old Testament, you can read it in the New Testament also, have always been about civil stability. That's what Christianity has brought to the world. That's what Judaism has brought to the world, is this idea of a civil society that's based on a respect for life and the rule of law. And paganism will unravel that every time and bring about bloodshed. And we've seen it even in our own time. We've seen a type of neo-paganism and things like Marxism and other godless ideologies that have brought some of the bloodiest times in the history of mankind. So we see what happens to a society when they turn their back on God, when they turn their back on God's good commands and God's way of of government and God's way of uh, building culture. You build a culture of destruction and death and, and almost anarchists in a lot of ways. And so we're going to read this sad episode over and over again throughout the book of Kings when we see evil despot kings bringing this violence to their kingdom because of the gods they worship. Ideas have consequences. And there's this principle that goes back to the early church. Um, and, and it basically goes like this. As you worship is, is what you become. You become what you worship. So if you worship pagan idols, you become like those pagan idols. And you can go back and read about the, the mythology of paganism and the, the bloodshed among the gods and the deities and how duplicitous uh, these gods were. And so it's no shock that people become like those gods, bloodthirsty and duplicitous in their behavior, immoral in their behavior. Well, today was not a very cheerful <laughs> podcast uh, as we looked at the evil of God's kingdom. So we have left the time of David. David was not a perfect king, but David tried to lead his people in the way of the Lord. And now we are looking at kings that are just uh, really pathetic in so many ways uh, as they have turned their back on God and are not good rulers of their people. But God holds them accountable and God brings them to judgment. Well, I hope you join us back tomorrow. Uh, we'll have more podcasts on the book of First Kings. We're going to be working our way into the story of Elijah. Uh, so I'm excited about that. We're actually setting the stage for that in this podcast today, getting the historical background set up so you will understand the times of the prophet Elijah. Well, God bless, and I hope you have a wonderful day.